Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. Thanks for coming back and visiting with me and checking out all the amazing metaphysical things that I like to talk about on my podcast. (laughs) So in my neck of the woods, it has been flipping hot outside. I don't know about all of you that may be in different areas of the world, but oh my God, it's been oppressive. It's like 107 (laughs) degrees Fahrenheit over here. I uh, I feel like I'm melting. (laughs) So needless to say, Of all the time that I've been staying inside due to shelter in place, I get to stay inside even more because of how hot it is outside. It's just no going outside unless I'm in some kind of body of water because there's just no way I can stay out in the sun for longer than five minutes without feeling like my skin's melting off of my body. (laughs) Sorry, that must be a real great visual. (laughs) Anyway. Let's talk about some cool stuff, shall we? So um, I have a amazing crystal um, to talk about today. And I actually could not find it in my crystals for beginners book or my crystal Bible. So I looked it up on healingcrystalsforyou.com and it's star hollandite quartz. This is written by Liz Oaks, and uh, this is what she has to say about star hollandite quartz. So this is a type of high vibrational quartz crystal that brings light into your being from the divine source. It has very small inclusions of hollandite in it that look like tiny black stars. Valuable attributes of this crystal, including helping you to develop psychic visions and to encourage powerful coincidence uh, or synchronistic events to play out in your life. They have a number of metaphysical qualities that make them helpful healing crystals for you to use, including the amplifying effects of all types of quartz, which is well known. This heightening of the energy means that even tiny inclusions like these create a more powerful result caused by the quartz magnifying the level of vibration you may experience. These unusual stones are powerful high vibration crystals with an action that may aid you to make contact with specific spirit guides. The role of these guides uh, is to aid you to discover what the plan for your life was, and that may assist you to discover why you chose to come here to this earth. Would you like to learn what your higher self planned or for your life and how to help your life to unfold as it was destined to? So where is it from? The meaning of its name relates to a man named T.H. Holland, who was the director of the Geological Survey of India in the period around 1906 when it was discovered. It is also known as star quartz or sometimes black star quartz because of the color of these tiny stars or miniature black spider-like inclusions in the stone. Star hollandite quartz is quartz crystal that has tiny stars of hollandite included in the quartz crystal. These tiny star inclusions in the quartz are known as hollandite. They comprise a mixture of barium oxide with other minerals, including magnesium. And it is said, uh, what is that? Goethite? (laughs) It is said 
Goethite, G-O-E-T-H-I-T-E. Another one of those words that Lorelai may not be able to say correctly. So forgive me if I'm not saying it right. Goethite. (laughs) Sorry. Although they were discovered in India, the main place where they have since been found is in Madagascar. Hollandite is found in a number of countries and is related to where manganese is mined, but it needs barium to also be present to create this variety of quartz. Yet, it seems that the process where the Hollandite becomes embodied in the quartz and as a result of high temperatures forms these lovely stars is fairly unusual. Up till now, they have been found in India and Madagascar, so until they are found elsewhere, they may be less easy to obtain. In the past, this crystal was known as spider quartz. Some pieces of this stone have only tiny grayish dots rather than visible stars, yet other pieces of this crystal have quite visible gray or black stars in them. So how do you use Hollandite? Like many crystals, one of the ways to use this crystal is to do a crystal meditation. Generally, quartz crystals are powerful to use to meditate with because they can be programmed, which can help you to achieve a special outcome for your meditation. It may be beneficial to learn how to program your crystal to help you to bring a desirable opportunity or circumstance into your life. Now that goes without saying, right? Because you want to try whatever crystal that you get, you want to learn exactly what it's for and you want to program it. And we've talked about programming crystals in the past. You know, you, you hold it and you think of the intention that you want the crystal to bring forth to you and that is programming it. So moving forward. Hollandite quartz is excellent to use to meditate with, especially if you're aware that you have had a past life in ancient Egypt or Atlantis. It is also said that it may aid walk-ins or starseed beings to adjust to the energy of the earth. During meditation, you may make contact with star beings and spirit beings that may guide you to remember past lives in these areas. This may help you with dissolving any karma that you may have not yet released that is associated with past life life events. When we are born, we generally suffer from a type of amnesia, blocking us from remembering why we decide to be born and what our purpose and destiny was in returning to the earth at this time. Generally, that's called the veil of forgetfulness. If what we'll go over that probably in some other podcasts, but what they're talking about here is that 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 amnesia that blocks us from remembering why we decided to come back to earth is the veil of forgetfulness. Yet it is possible to remember why you came. And although this may be a gradual process, you may find that using Hollandite quartz helps to bring the barriers down between the past and the present. You may learn your reason for coming here and how to go about walking the path that your higher self planned for you before you were born. Stimulates coincidence or synchronicity to occur. Star Hollandite Quartz are powerful crystals and this relates to a combination of two different attributes of these stones. Firstly, the fact that all types of quartz have an excellent ability to amplify the action of any minerals that are included within the quartz. Secondly, the energy of the Hollandite mineral within the quartz is more powerful owing to its vibration being amplified. Coincidence is the way spirit or angelic beings put necessary information or situations in your path for you to be aware of, so you can take action and make alterations to your life. And, you know, I don't really like the word coincidence, to be honest. I feel like maybe synchronicity would be a little bit more appropriate, but that's just me having my thoughts. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, wearing Hollandite quartz. These crystals have an excellent energy to aid emotional healing, and they have a valuable effect within the thymus, also known as the higher heart chakra and the heart chakra. Using them is one of the ways to help your stress, and their energy can be beneficial to assist you if you are feeling tense, anxious, or stressed. Hollandite quartz crystals are quite grounding, and the Hollandite mineral can help you to release negative energy that you may have accumulated within your auric field. Their energy can be helpful to heal anyone who has been undergoing radiation treatment as they aid the body to process radiation and high vibration energy entering the body's energy field. While jewelry made, by, or made from Hollandite quartz is not common, you can get macrame pouches that work well to hold different shaped crystals, and they are now more commonly available from many crystal suppliers. Alternatively, you can simply put a small piece in your pocket, as the main thing is to keep it within your auric field. At night, you may like to place a piece of this crystal under your pillow. This may include helping you to develop psychic visions, or what is known as clairvoyance, and they may aid the development of psychic hearing, also known as clairaudience. Star Hollandite quartz are crystals that have been a unique, are crystals, I feel like they worded that weird, I'm sorry. Star Hollandite quartz are crystals that have both a unique vibration and a quiet, quite unusual look to them. I'm getting through it, guys. We're going to get through this paragraph. We can do it. <laughs> Let me start again. Star Hollandite quartz are crystals that have both a unique vibration and a quite unusual look to them, as they have tiny inclusions of Hollandite in the quartz, like tiny black stars. These high vibration crystals bring light to your being in the divine source, and they have some helpful metaphysical attributes. They may help to boost your clairvoyant ability and intensify psychic visions and stimulate amazing coincidence or synchronistic events to occur in your life. If you would like to learn what your higher self planned for your life before you came to this earth, using these unique crystals may aid you to make contact with the specific spirit guides whose job is to help you to learn what was planned for you for this lifetime. So why would you use Hollandite Quartz? These high crystal energy stones vibrate within all chakras, but especially within the higher chakras. Their action within the soul star chakra, located above the head in the etheric body, is related to spiritual growth, and they are excellent crystals to stimulate your visionary abilities. If you wish to allow change in your life, this may be aided by the gentle yet potent way that these crystals stimulate coincidence or synchronicity to occur. Yet, these stones do not have an energy that overwhelms you. These crystals have quite a number of excellent metaphysical properties. One of the more powerful attributes are their ability to increase the amount of high-frequency light in the body. This can be significant to aid you in a number of different ways. Having a piece of the stone on your body may open up all manner of gifts. This includes stimulating clairvoyant ability with clearer psychic visions and may aid contact with your spirit guides. The energy of one of these crystals will vibrate within all chakras, including the eighth chakra above the crown chakra, which is also known as the soul star chakra. Because of the energy of these crystals is cumulative and may take some time to have an effect, it could be, the ben it could be beneficial to keep one of these stones on your body every day. Hollandite quartz is also helpful to have under the pillow at night as this can bring an increase in, in coincidences and synchronicity. This can be in both the number of events that occur and in your awareness of these occurrences. 
You may see inner visions of future events or foresight, so be alert to these occurring. What you discover from these visions may aid you to move forward in a new direction. So who should use it? Be aware that change in your life is not automatic. It may, take a it may take courage to allow yourself to go with the changes and take action when you see doorways opening before you. The action of these crystals within both the third eye chakra and the throat chakra may aid the development of psychic gifts. It can be a little scary to take that first step. If you feel trepidation, it can be beneficial to ask your spirit guides and the angelic kingdom to help, help you when you need it, as they will guide you about whether this is the right action to take. When you become aware of what may be synchronistic split-second aha moments or visions occurring, they may feel like deja vu or past events. But it is possible, even probable, that the visions you may see are of future possibilities that may benefit you to pay attention to. To aid coincidence or synchronicity to occur, there are quite, there are quite a few crystals that may aid the process that you might like to use it with. Use it with, ooh, Eudialyte, E-U-D-I-A-L-Y-T-E, Eudialyte, rubies, labradorite, or astrophilite, or with any of the other stones on the list in the coincidence synchronicity article. Oh, okay. So I don't know where that is, but <laughs> so let's see. Combining hollandite quartz with other high crystal energy stones, and in particular with cryolite, may aid you to awaken the spiritual de destiny that was planned prior to your birth. You may also choose to combine it with other high vibration stones, and this could include naturalite, phenocyte, moldavite, herdorite, creodite, amethyst, oh, that, that, that's a word, <laughs> Cacoxenite, C-A-C-O-X-E-N-I-T-E, or stellar beam calcite to boost its action for this purpose. Ooh, I got some new stones for my list. I've never even heard some of those, so it's <laughs> kind of exciting. Anyway, uh, using it with other quartz crystals that aid clairvoyance, such as green praseolite, aka green amethyst, purple amethyst, or clear quartz crystals may be beneficial. To help you with developing your clairvoyant abilities, use it with stones that are particularly helpful to aid you to develop psychic visions more quickly. Using turquoise, lapis lazuli, blue sapphire, rainbow moonstone, sugilite, or carowite. Okay, so I'm looking at a whole bunch of, of beautiful pictures of this stone, including all the other ones listed, and I'm getting a little distracted because it's so pretty. <laughs> Sorry, let's move forward. So that pretty much is it for star hollandite i thought that it's a really cool looking stone too it really does look like little black like spiders or black stars that are just dusted throughout the quartz crystal it's quite quite beautiful so let's move on to the quote of the week this is by louise hay the thoughts we choose to think are the tools we use to paint the canvas of our lives and moving forward. So let's talk about the topic of the week. Now, I got really hooked on looking up astrology things here and looking at your astrological chart. And for the longest time I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, this is my this is my sign, la-di-da. I didn't know that there was like a whole huge like genre of stuff that goes with it. And so it was really interesting. I really wanted to 
understand what all those things meant. And so since this is a beginner podcast and we're just kind of getting our feet wet with everything is, let's kind of go over sort of the gist of what each thing means when what I'm talking about. So you have your sun sign, which is what we all associate with, with our birth date, right? So for me, I'm a Pisces. So that would be my sun sign. So whatever day that you're associated with on your birth, that's your, that's your sun sign. But there are also other things that are associated with, and you can have, let me, let me look at my notes here. You can have, so there are different houses and then there are also different like ascending and descending suns in your astrological chart. And you have to kind of know, obviously, the date of your birth, and you have to know the exact time for this to be very uh, effective, if you will, or, you know, pretty on point. And so there is four different aspects. One of the most important is uh, the ascendant or rising sun. And this is the arrow to the left on the horizontal line on the birth chart. Now, this is like it's in a giant circle with 12 segments and each each segment is a house that has a zodiac sign representation and the ascendant or rising sun is the arrow to the left of the horizontal line in the birth chart it points to a certain degree in the zodiac which is very individual and the ac supposedly is the most important it indicates how you came into this life and it shows how you approach situations and life in general. It's the point where the inner self and field of potentiality or the 12th house meets the outer self and incarnation or manifestation or the first house. Ideally, its quality is the most natural mode of the self-expression and relating to the world. The ascendant is modified if there are planets in conjunction or close by and or aspects or angles in the chart indicated through lines to planets elsewhere in the horoscope. Man, I feel like this is really kind of, it's kind of deep, but it's interesting though. So you have the ascendant. And then you have the other end of it, which is the the MC or the midheaven. Is that right? Opposite side? No, no. DC. The DC or the the descendant, the opposite side of the ascendant. The arrow pointing from the horizontal line to the right on the graph graphic, you find descendant, which is the sign that was setting on the western horizon when you were born that very on at that very place. And then there's the MC, which is where I was trying to go before, but no, no, it's the medium coeli or midheaven. This indicates degree in the zodiac, which was in the ecliptic or apparent path of the sun and planets around the earth. And it's overhead at the time and place of birth where the sun would be at real noon. And then IC is immum, immum coeli or the nadir. Is positioned, is positioned exactly opposite at the point of the zodiac where the sun would be at real midnight. So all these are like separate points, like north, south, east, west, and that sort of thing. Okay, so that was just my side notes that I took. So the article that I picked that was pretty interesting, that I felt was pretty good at kind of explaining everything, is astrostyle.com. 
and the 12 houses of the zodiac. And so this is what they say. This is by the Astro Twins. Like a clock, the zodiac is divided into 12 segments or houses, each one ruled by a different sign. The zodiac begins with the first house and goes counterclockwise around. Each house is associated with a set of traits beginning from the self and expanding outward into society and beyond. At the moment you were born, the planets were all in specific signs and houses. When an astrologer interprets your chart, they blend the meaning of each planet, the house it's in, and the sign it's in to map the obstacles or gifts you'll face in this lifetime. When planets visit a house, they light up that part of your chart and energize that house's traits. Astrologers use the houses to predict which parts of your life will come into focus and where you can take the best possible action. To learn more about a house, you know, read about the signs that are associated with it. The first six houses are known as the personal houses, while the last six houses are, are known as the interpersonal houses. So, and they have this really great chart that has um, sort of an abbreviated version of everything. So the first house is self-appearances, beginnings, the body, first impressions, attitude, identity, and approach to life. The first house begins the zodiac and covers the all firsts or first impressions, the self and appearance, leadership, new initiatives, fresh starts and beginnings. The sign on the cusp or starting edge of this house is referred to as your rising sign or ascendant, and this is ruled by Aries. The second house. The second house covers all matters related to your immediate material and physical environment, taste, smells, sound, touch, sights. The second house also rules and rules income, money, and self-esteem, which is ruled by Taurus. The third house is rules all forms of communication, talking, thinking, gadgets, and devices, cell phones, pagers, instant messengers, etc. Who has pagers anymore? I'd like to know. <laughs> Didn't we have pagers in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and then it just kind of got phased out? Are they still around? I don't see too many pagers. Anyway, the third house also covers siblings, neighborhoods, local travel, libraries, schools, teachers, and community affairs. This house is ruled by Gemini. The fourth house, the cancer-ruled fourth house, sits at the very bottom of the zodiac wheel and thus rules the foundation of all things. This includes your home, privacy, your basic security, your parents, particularly your mother, children, your own mothering abilities, nurturing, and TLC. So obviously that's ruled by cancer since it mentioned in the beginning. The fifth house is ruled by dramatic Leo and it governs self-expression, drama, creativity, color, attention, romance, fun, and play. Again, mentioned ruled by Leo. The sixth house is the domain of health and service. It rules schedules, organization, routines, fitness, diet, and exercise, natural and healthy living, helpfulness, and being of service to others, which is ruled by Virgo. The seventh house is the sector of relationships and other people. It governs all partnerships, both business and personal, and relationship-associated matters like contracts, marriage, and business deals, which is ruled by Libra. The eighth house is a mysterious sector that rules birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, merged energies, and bonding at the deepest level. The eighth house also rules other people's property and money, real estate inheritances, investments at all, ruled by Scorpio. 
The ninth house covers the higher mind expansion, inter international and long distance travel, foreign languages, inspiration, optimism, publishing, broadcasting, universities and higher education, luck, risk, adventure, gambling, religion, philosophy, morals, and ethics. This house is ruled by Sagittarius. The tenth house is at the very top and most public part of the chart. The tenth house governs structures, corporations, tradition, public image, fame, honors, achievements, awards, boundaries, rules, discipline, authority, fathers, and fatherhood. The cusp or border of the tenth house is also called the midheaven, and it clues astrologers into your career path, which is ruled by Capricorn. The eleventh house is ruled by teams, friendships, groups, society, technology, video and electronic media, networking, social, social justice, rebellion, and humanitarian causes. It also rules originality, eccentricity, sudden events, surprises, invention, astronomy, science fiction, and all things futuristic. This is ruled by Aquarius. The zodiac completes with the 12th and final house, which rules endings. This house covers the final stages of a project, tying up loose ends, completions, the afterlife, old age, and surrender. It's also associated with separation from society, institutions, hospitals, jails, hidden agendas, and secret enemies. And it rules the imagination, creativity, arts, film, dance, poetry, journals, and the subconscious mind, which is ruled by Pisces. So that is pretty much what all of the houses mean. So we can go into it a little bit further, and I actually found an, yet another uh, article that goes over all of this, and this is vocal.media, and this is the basic meanings of the astrological houses. In understanding the basics of astrology, you will see that it involves studying the ever-changing pattern of the planets and stars in relation to the human experience. It is common that most people know their sun sign and a few popular phrases describing qualities associated with that sign. For example, Geminis are said to love being the center of attention or two-faced. Taurians are said to be stubborn and so forth. However, the zodiac is better understood as a sequence of symbols representing 12 phases of the cycle of evolution. To grasp the basics of astrology, it's important to understand the meaning of three basic factors, planets, signs, and houses. Learning to familiarize yourself with the cycles and aspects is a little more advanced. So the four major points on the horoscope chart. These four angles define the four quadrants of the sky, which are then further subdivided into the 12 divisions of the sky, which define the astrological houses. Okay, so we're going back to what I was stating in the beginning. The ascendant, or the rising sun, which is the first house, or Aries. The midheaven, the medium coeli, or the tenth house, which is Capricorn. The de descendant, the seventh house, which is Libra. The immun coeli, co the nadir, the fourth house, which is Libra. These four points represent the cardinal, whew, that's a word, quadrupli quadruplicity. <laughs> I can do it, we can do it. <laughs> And so what is a house in astrological terms? So this is what they say a house is. And I like having multiple definitions of things just to kind of get a good grasp over what everything actually means. A house in astrology is coincidentally similar to a clock. The zodiac is divided into 12 individual segments or houses, each one being ruled by a different sign. The zodiac begins with the first house, which is represented by the sign of Aries and goes counterclockwise around. 
People often study the houses to predict which part of their life will come into focus and where they can take the best possible actions. The daily astrology reports that you check on your app are not as accurate as the monthly horoscope or the birth chart. For accuracy and detail for your personal birthday, it's best to do your birth chart, which can be done online for free. Your birth chart will tell you about your passions, purpose, when you will conceive a baby or get married or divorced, what to study or which career to choose, and so much more. I highly recommend it for anyone wanting to get a better, more complete understanding of the direction of their life has gone and how to create a new path. So they give like a really uh, great brief example of each house by basically just saying what zodiac sign rules it and they also give a actual planet which I think is really cool so the meaning of each house Aries is the first house which is the self ruled by Mars Taurus is the second house which is material values and security ruled by Venus Gemini the third house learning communication ruled by Mercury Cancer the fourth house home life and the base of operations ruled by the moon Leo, the fifth house, recreation, romance, and creativity, ruled by the sun. Virgo, the sixth house, the work environment, duties, and health, ruled by Mercury. Libra, the seventh house, relationships, partnerships, and marriage, ruled by Venus. Scorpio, the eighth house, meeting needs, life secrets, and joint resources, ruled by Pluto. Sagittarius, the ninth house, travel, higher learning, and philosophy of life, ruled by Jupiter. Capricorn, the 10th house, the career, prestige, and reputation, ruled by Saturn. Aquarius, the 11th house, friendships, associations, ideals, and causes, ruled by Uranus. Pisces, the 12th house, the subconscious, psychological issues, and secrets, ruled by Neptune. Each of the 12 houses corresponds with one of the 12 signs. You would say or read this chart as the first house is associated with the sign Aries and represents self-image and the formation of identity. So the next time you're reading your monthly horoscope and it says Leo is in the 10th house for blank amount of days or weeks, that simply means anyone born under the sign, the sun sun sign Leo or the ascendant of Leo will experience something career-wise or a prestigious announcement or otherwise being recognized for your work or receiving an award. Explore this top vocal creator. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much it. So I figured, you know, we should go into some of that stuff because I feel like, you know, we get such a, like a superficial layer of what astrology is by just saying like, oh, I'm a Pisces sign. That means I experience a lot of, um, emotions and I'm very fluid and you know I have a lot of psychic vision and I'm really in tune with my emotions and but there's actually so much more because there's an ascending in Virgo and there's a descending in Gemini or whatever you know what I mean there's so many different layers to it that can give you so much more meaning and depth to what is actually going on at the time of your birth and what that actually means for your life even if it was past present or yeah, so even for your past, for your time being now, and your in your future life. So at any rate, that pretty much covers 
the ast astrological portion and going over the houses and what they mean and the ascending and the descending and the midpoint and the what was the other one I see <laughs> it's kind of gets confusing after a while trying to figure everything out but it is so fascinating so if you haven't done it yet I highly recommend you go online and it's really easy you can find it you just have to type in uh, your astrological chart and it, you, sh you can find a whole slew of different information on how to pick, how to calculate it. You just gotta know the time of your birth. I feel like sometimes that can be really challenging, especially if some people were born at home and maybe they didn't have like um, the exact time that you were born, but it can be done, you know? So the, it'll just be more precise data if you have the exact time that you were born. So at any rate, that pretty much covers it and I really hope that you guys look this up and find out some amazing information about yourselves and where your life is leading you and what that has to say about you and maybe that will just be something amazing for you and life-changing or may it just be cool information either way I hope that you enjoyed the information as much as I did I loved looking it up and figuring everything out even though it was a little bit confusing in some parts I still absolutely loved it so at any rate I hope that you guys are enjoying the summer if it's summer where you're at and if not the winter <laughs> and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your week and I truly look forward to talking to you again in another week until then love and light to you all talk to you soon If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.